everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, January 16th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, it is a celebration today. It is a celebration of an incredible weekend at the box office. We come bearing great news. I mean, I think pretty much this whole episode, we get to play... Even though Christmas is a month ago, we get to play, play Santa Claus because we are just handing out box office gifts tonight, and I, I'm happy to do it. So, Clayton, do you want to plow through this weekend of Friday, January 13th, 2023? Yes, we're going to do four days, and then we can talk about these weekends if we want to, but let's do the four-day numbers. Number one. Avatar, The Way of Water, made $40 million in its four-day. Number two, Megan made $21.7 million in its four-day. Number three, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, made $19 million in its four-day. Tom Hanks, A Man Called Otto, made 15.3 in its four-day. And rounding out this top five, plain Jerry Butler's Actioneer made $12 million in its four-day. Yeah, that, I mean, all of it, everything in that top five is good news. If you want to find bad-ish news, I guess you go down to number six and the house party opening weekend. Even that, I would say, is not bad news. House party open to $4 million for the three-day. What is it for the for the four-day, Clayton? Is around $5 million for the four-day? Um, well, I didn't go down that far. He didn't go but... down that far. But I will say the house party reboot, house party 2023, is... I would say a fine opening for what that movie is. It's three-day opening weekend is $4 million. The original House Party in 1990 opened to $4.6 million. Obviously, it had pretty good legs. A four, Almost four multiplier made it to $16 million. But I don't think Warner Brothers could have ever expected much more for this House Party movie. It's basically four, yeah. a a promotion for when it's eventually on HBO and they'll get to make some cash now. This will probably make like 10 million domestic in the box office. And that's kind of free money because this was supposed to be a streamer. So even this house party opening at number six, 4 million for the three day, 4.7 for the four day, 4.7 for the four day. It's online. With what the original movies did. These are small movies. These are house party movies. They're, they mm-hmm. did what it was always going to do. but And it's a wh- movie that opened in only 1,400 theaters. Yep. Got zero promotion. I mean, yep. the promotion that I saw for this movie was one poster at the top of an escalator at our normal theater. Yes. And then we had to be prodded into watching the trailer because the trailer did not show up in front of any of the movies that we had seen. And we see a lot of movies. We see a lot of movies for us to have not seen a house party trailer in movie theaters means that this was probably not playing 
very much in trailers. I saw I did see some commercials for House Party in the final week. Um, they they aired on some TBS TNT programming, including a. Uh, uh, an AEW Dynamite broadcast. So I did see they were doing some in-house ads for House Party. But as we talked about last week, LeBron didn't give his his all to the promotion. This, but it still made what did you say? Four point seven million in the four, 4. day. Yeah, and this is good. This is good. This House Party opening is a small sign of just how healthy. The box offices. If people wanted to see it, they they sought out a hidden house party movie in theaters to find it to the tune of four point seven. And yeah, this movie could have easily made one point seven million or uh, or two or you know what I mean. Like yes. this movie could have completely cratered. Oh, this could have been a Playmobil situation, but people mm-hmm. wanted to find movies to watch this weekend they wanted to go they went i mean uh, you could throw a dart at this top five and we're gonna have some good news to talk about so clayton why don't you throw the first dart which movie in this top five strikes you as the biggest story what is the lead here well i mean it's not the biggest story but it's a movie that we've been neglecting and i think we need to talk puss in boots okay the last wish number three and for the weekend it was up six percent right and this is a film that is currently available on PVOD, right? Mm-hmm. $30 to buy, $25 to rent. And still, people went to see this movie to the tune of, what was it for the four-day? 19? Something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 14 mm-hmm. for the three-day. We had, let's see, for Puss in Boots. Well, we the big story on 19. the Puss in 19. And the big story there is... What was the drop? Oh, there wasn't a drop from last weekend. This movie was up 6% from the previous weekend. Yes. People, and of course the people who listen to this show know this, but but I don't think you could reiterate this strong, strongly enough. This is bananas. This puts mm-hmm. in boots run, this last wish run is officially banana right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and this, this, so... There's a and, and Pat, you can you can step aside real fast because I might step in it. So sure. just just step aside while I possibly step in it. Okay, so disclaimer: whatever is said next has nothing to do with me, my reputation, my career. Uh, go for it, yes, Clayton. This is all me. There seems to be this pre- prevailing thought on and mostly online that everybody wants to stay home at all times. And I'm not going to get into why and the reasoning, but there seems to be a prevailing thing that nobody wants to go out anywhere. Nobody wants to do anything. And that's just not true because Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, families are going to see this movie in the theater. And the reason is because they don't want to just be all around the house the whole weekend because then it makes it feel like they didn't do anything. People want to do things. They want to go out in the world and do things. And one of those things is to go to the theater. So the fact that this movie is plus 6%, right? I, you, you see, people waited to see this movie because of all these other extenuating circumstances. You know, there was the winter storm. There was other things to see. There was Avatar to see. But at the end of the day, the word of mouth, 
the 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 critic scores. No, critics don't matter, huh? But in this uh. case, people kept seeing, oh, people like this movie, and they went out because they like to go out because parents like to get their kids out of the house and have them run around other places other than their living rooms. You know what I mean? And so that's why I think Puss in Boots and theater going in general is rebounding. You're seeing this. You're seeing this with A Man Called Otto. You're seeing this with Plane, which is a movie we saw that overperformed. And this is a B-movie, if there ever was a B-movie. And Jerry Butler got the meat and potatoes people into the theater. Well, let's let's get back to this Puss in Boots. First of all, I'll say uh, less controversial than I was expecting when you told me to... That it, it, it to step aside for a moment. Um, Listen, it's they, hard out there, Pat. It's hard out there, and I don't want anything even close to jeopardize your your career. Okay. No, no. I mean, obviously, my career is the most important thing that uh, that either of us have in play right now. So Absolutely. thank you for doing that. It was a smart move. You're welcome. But You're welcome. I agree. Families want to go out. They don't want to just stay home. It, it, it's clear. And the thing is, you know. This movie's on PVOD, This Last Wish. But that is not the same as going to a movie. And for a parent, when you take your kids to a movie, you could say, we did something today. You could say that's mm-hmm. yourself. You could say that's your God. You could say that's your therapist. Oh, I didn't just stay home and plot my kid in front of the TV all day. We yes. went out. And that's like, oh, where'd you go? We went to a movie. A, a movie Great. counts as going out. So going to... Having Last Wish on PVOD, PVOD is not going to cannibalize Last Wish. Also, let's just state this out here. People love this movie. Last Wish yeah. is doing Baffa Bobo, not just because it's the only kids movie out, though that certainly helps. Not because it's IP, though that certainly helps. It's doing this business because the word of mouth on this movie is fantastic. You don't get a plus 6% bump in your fourth weekend unless it is a movie that people are talking about. And I think most importantly, kids are probably talking about this on the playground. You know, we yeah. we, we don't know this for sure. Clayton and I are not on the playgrounds. We're not. No. We're, we are not hearing what's going on on the playgrounds. But nope. I think it is a reasonable, safe assumption to us to assume that on these playgrounds these kids are talking up puss in boots they are saying you got to go see this yes and they're probably calling him puss and boots and that's fine the message will get through and they're probably saying some other stuff you know it's kids they come up with nicknames they have fun with words so whatever they're calling puss in boots when the laughter yeah. is done and when the little the the little jokes are done amongst the kids they're telling their friends, you got to see this Puss in Boots. You got to see in the theater. I'm sure there's low B.O. boys, low B.O. girls, low B.O. people. People. On these playgrounds who are talking up this box office of Puss in mm-hmm. Boots. You know, I don't, I, I think that is probably at this point spread to the playgrounds where they are, t- the kids are telling each other, hey, this Puss in Boots is having a greatest showman-esque run. At the box office. Clayton, do you believe, you know, Greatest Showman gets thrown around a lot. It's it's obviously the shorthand for a fantastic leggy run during the holidays. Do you feel like we now could put this Puss in Boots and his last witch 
last wish in the same conversation with The Greatest Showman? Uh, I don't know. I mean, The Greatest Showman opened so low. I mean, The Greatest Showman was a movie that was DOA. DOA, and, yes. And this was never DOA. I do think Greatest Showman gets thrown around way too much. And I we, we are not seeing, sorry, not to be contrary, but we're not seeing Greatest Showman here. I mean, I'm going to say Greatest I Showman think we opened are. to $8 million. And it then. Did. And then it legged out to 174.3 million domestic and 257 international for 431 worldwide. Now the greatest Pat, showman. That's sick. That's it's sick. sick. But I think I think this Puss in Boots is also sick. I do think this Puss in Boots is also sick because Greatest Showman. Listen, it had that amazing second weekend. You know, where plus it 76 percent and then 15. plus 76. And it, it had that, and that was sick. But I think you have also got to give it to this Puss in Boots because a increase in the fourth weekend is also sick. I think Puss in Boots is also sick, and it's I would say it's in conversation with The Greatest Showman. I mean, Puss in Boots did – we calmed the masses when it happened. But Puss yeah, in oh, yeah. Boots did – Open low. Puss in Boots opened to a $12.4 million opening weekend, right? And then its second weekend was plus 35%. And its okay, fourth weekend 76. is plus. It's not 76%. It's, it's not plus. It's not. But Greatest Showman never had a, a plus weekend again after that second weekend. Puss in That's Boots not true. Puss in Boots March did it. March 30th, 2018. Okay, you're going It had deep a plus 1% increase that's, in its 16th, 15th Now, that's weekend, probably an so. anomaly that has something to do with either drive-ins or some kind of discount sale. I'm talking about in actual earnest weeks early on. Puss in Boots has now had two positive, quote-unquote, drops, two non-drops in its first four weeks. Even The Greatest Showman did not do that. I think right. Puss in Boots is sick. And oh, I think it's I in the conversation. I agree it's sick. I agree it's sick. I'm just saying The Greatest Showman is its own thing. And I mean, to say Puss in Boots is equivalent to it, I don't I don't believe it because it needs to have that. That 76% increase is, is, is insane. It's insane. And and Puss in Boots does not have anything like that. Thirty something, that's great. Uh, six that's, this week that's is incredible. great. That's it incredible. It is incredible, but seventy six is a phenomenal. But but the the Greatest Showman run is not only about that second weekend. The Greatest Showman run is about the run itself. Is about the it's incredible about holds. people coming and back and Puss in singing Boots is doing. And singing during it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like well, Puss in Boots. It, we had evidence that. It is a danceable movie, at least at the yes. end. We we got yes. an email about how a young child and a middle-aged man were both dancing in the credits of this movie. Yes. If this movie keeps going up and there yes. are dance parties at Puss in Boots showings, then I will give you The Greatest Showman. And then we're I will only give four you weeks in. That is very okay. possible. That is it's very possible. It's too early for Greatest Showman. But I'm not, I, I won't say there's a 0% chance it's too early for Greatest Showman. Do you think this movie's this not point, gonna make 174 domestic? I mean, honestly, I'm gonna say right now, all bets are off. After this weekend, 
after what Puss in Boots just did in its fourth weekend, Clayton, all bets for this Puss are off. I think right. last weekend we were hedging. Can't it even get close to Sing 2? You were like, no way, no way. Sing 2 made 162.7. I, I didn't say run. no way. Who was here saying no way? Check, roll the tapes. Check the tape machine. I didn't say no way. I'm pretty sure you said something akin no way. to no, no way. No way I said no way. There's no um, way I said no way. Use that footage. Splice it in there. Want to be a intern, Christopher? Do your thing. And uh, he I, loves I, he loves making me look the fool. That's for sure. I and and I gotta say, at this point, Sing Two, I think it is very possible that this Puss in Boots eclipses the hundred sixty two point seven million dollars of Sing Two. I mean, this Puss in Boots is what up to one hundred and seven million total after this three day weekend, and I I think anything is possible. I think this movie could easily have 60, 70, 80 million dollars left in the domestic till. We'll see and I hope it does, Pat. I hope of it does. Course. But I here know you let's do. let's talk about a movie that is less divisive amongst us. I mean, this shouldn't have been divisive. And I don't think it is. We both think this Puss in Boots is sick. It is sick. We both agree about its sickness that it's it sick. is that it is sick. It is now, down with the sickness. Of course, as we all are. Number 4, A Man Called Otto. Yes. Just in the weekend, up 205%. It added 3,165 theaters. People thought, oh, well, was that big? That big, not wide release, obviously, but larger limited release last week where it made five plus. Is that going to cannibalize? Mm-hmm. And boy, howdy, did it not cannibalize because mm-hmm. this movie made almost 16 million in its four day. And people are loving this movie. It's already at 19 million, yeah, probably plus 20, probably by today. Uh, this this movie is killing it, killing it in now, the heartland, in the heartland, Pat. Because none of the move, none of the coastal cities, mm-hmm. or at least the cultural, the coastal elite cities, mm-hmm. have a theater in the top 50 for this movie. So no New York City. No Los Angeles theaters no. place in the in the in the top theaters uh, that that did business for Otto this weekend. Well, first off, let though let's start by patting on the back a coastal lead who got it right because mm-hmm. last weekend I went way on the high end of this. I went a little higher than it did, but I went sixteen million for the four day. Oh yeah, and this did what fifteen and change for the four day, which was so much higher. Than the projections. I mean, mm-hmm. the when we went last week, the estimates were what seven, eight to ten or eleven million dollars for the four. I mean, I, I knew, I knew. I may be a coastal elite, but I always have my. I, I watch Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I, I know what's going on in the heartland. I keep track yep. of them. I never let them out of my sight. Mm-hmm. And I knew. Well, we both knew, but I knew it more. That this man called Otto was going to resonate. So, so fifteen point three for mm-hmm. the four day, right? Mm-hmm. And twenty one point five domestic as of us speaking. Yes. So I think that a studio that we don't give enough credit to. You know, we talk mm-hmm. a lot about Paramount, and they had a great year last year. Say for Babylon, they were an incredible studio. We end up having to talk about Disney a lot just because they're, you know, always in the news. Mm-hmm. But 
we don't talk enough about Sony. Yes. And Sony's studio uh, plan. And Sony is a studio that is about as old-fashioned as it gets. They don't have a streamer. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out of the crackle business. So Sony doesn't have the streamer. They basically have a deal with Netflix where they get paid a lot of money to send their titles to Netflix, you know, downstream. Yep. And they release movies to movie theaters. And they release movies that are not necessarily IP kid-driven movies. They release adult skewing movies. Mm-hmm. And they do it pretty well. I mean... Crawdads this past summer was yep. a Sony release that made $90 million domestic. Mm-hmm. You know, last year they had the Tom Holland, uh, Mark Wahlberg adventure movie called Uncharted, Uncharted, which did Baffa Bobo, 150 plus domestic, huge hit. They make these old fashioned movies and Otto. I think is just a great example of a movie that really only Sony is making right now. Yeah. And do you, you have the demos in front of you, right, Pat? I do have some demos in front of me. So uh, this is from Anthony D. Alessandro, uh, must read every week on Deadline. And he had a couple of articles this week breaking down what happened with Otto. And uh, let's see, he says that this quote from Anthony D'Alessandro picks over indexing cities were Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Tampa, Minnesota, Orlando, Denver, Detroit. However, there's a ton of smaller cities I'm hearing that did well, like Toledo and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There you go, Clayton. Your people, uh, they went to see this man called Otto in Pittsburgh. The yeah, latter were the pick. It. The latter where the pick was shot. Yep. Oh yeah. So Otto's Otto, you and Otto, you're cut from the same cloth in Pittsburgh. So Anthony D'Alessandro says that demos were 70% Caucasian, 15% Hispanic and Latino, 3% Black, 12% Asian other, uh, and the movie cost $50 million for a P&A. So there's your demos. I mean, listen, 70% Caucasian, so it over-indexed with the Caucasians. Yes. Which, you know what? We love, we love diversity in movies. Mm-hmm. We love when... All all demos sort of over-index, and you get more diverse audience. But this is one that was heavily Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks has his fan base. Otto as yeah. a character. I think it makes sense that that's how that played. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's there's movies for everyone out there. And well, Otto was clearly thing. a movie for a 70% Caucasian audience. I don't think you want to... Uh, 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 intentionally release a movie that's exclusionary, right? Right. But if there's a certain group that loves a movie and over-indexes, then as long as there's other options for everyone, that's the thing about a multiplex. It's not like Otto's the only thing at your theater for weeks and it's like, sorry, nothing there for you. It's like, you have so many different options playing right now. Avatar, Megan, Plane. You've got something for the rats because they need their cheese and they're loving Puss in Boots. Then right. you got something like A Man Called Otto, right? Right. And here's right. the other thing. It's like it might be not a lot of people's thing. And then they see this box office yes. and they say, you know what? I'm going to check out this Otto guy and see what's what. And so 
we'll keep we'll try to keep track of these demos. It's hard in these like later weeks. They don't really yeah. keep track of demos, but it's possible that this could branch out and just be a movie that a lot of people want to see because they're hearing good things about it. They saw Tom Hanks and Elvis and they're saying, right. oh, you mean the old guy with the accent from Elvis? I got to see this. Right. And, you know, with the demo breakdowns, like you said, we usually only get those the opening weekend. And a lot of times what those tell you are, what is the breakdown of the audience that was most excited to see a movie, that wanted mm -hmm. to see an opening weekend, that wanted to try it before they even knew anything? Yeah. And, yeah, you could get a, a situation where there's 70% Caucasian audience, but then they're telling their buddies from other demographics. You know, they're, yeah. they're telling their buddy at the office or, or, you know, uh, at the, at the, wherever people congregate at the park, whoever they're, they're mm -hmm. talking to their buddy at work and they're saying, listen, I know I get it. Otto doesn't seem like it's your thing. You know, he just seems like this gruff, gruff old white guy, but let me tell you, here's the real story with Otto. And that mm -hmm. could work. That could turn these other demos off even further. Who yeah. knows? It depends how, uh, carefully, and uh, the conversation is had by the 70% Caucasian audience. But there is a chance that they tell their coworkers, their friends of other demos about Otto, and they make a persuasive case. And maybe next weekend, it's a more diverse audience. Who knows? Possibly. And this skewed older and female, yes. right? And yes. so if it's one of those things where somebody's uh, – uh, you know, a guardian that's in that demo or somebody, like you said, their workmate that's in that demo says, I know you're a young person. This mm. doesn't seem like a movie for a young person, but trust me because people talk to other people. People talk to other kinds of people. It happens. And they can right. say, trust me, th this movie is good. And right, then right. people will go see it. This is not a Marvel movie. This is not a huge temple movie. So people huh. are going to have to use word of mouth. They're going to have to talk yes. to people. And guess what? That happens. And it can be cordial. Yes. I have yes. plenty cordial conversations with people that are not exactly like me every day of my life. Great. And so, a lot of it has to do with movies. Movies are what brings us together. Tom Hanks is obviously incredibly famous. He has been a, a gigantic movie star for going on now. 30 years you know mm -hmm. he was a known comedy actor in the 80s league of their own comes out and sleep in seattle all that around 91 92 when he's off to the races he's been a mega movie star 30 years now mm -hmm. and clearly the run is not over and he's got no. his fan base you know it's uh, everyone knows tom hanks but i think now you're seeing the audience is aging with him older yep. women you said the women turn out at 60 percent uh, 62% over 45. These women who loved him in Sleepless in Seattle and you've got mail and they love seeing him and Meg Ryan have very chaste romantic relationships. They have stuck with Tom Hanks. They have mm -hmm. not left his side. They came out to see Otto because they still love him from Gump, from Sleepless in Seattle from You've Got Mail. They have not he's, left him. He's having a phenomenal run. This is such a nice rebound for him. 
it's like him and like someone like Denzel who like it feels like Denzel never ebbed like he always either just yeah, like decided to do other stuff but then he would have an equalizer movie and it would be make almost 100 million dollars i mean that's yep. the thing is like these perennial stars man they're yeah. forever stars and they can come back i mean you look at this year you know we said it before but 2022 and now what auto 2023 could be the same way the 90s stars are still your stars. Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and George Julia Roberts and Julia Roberts and Sandy Bullock and mm-hmm. Denzel didn't make a movie last year, but that Equalizer movie is going to come out and make its $98 million domestic. You just know yeah. it's gonna. And, you know, Angela Bassett and Black Panther. I mean, the 90s stars are star. the stars of today. Not a star, not a star. And the... The 90s stars are the stars of today until they get unseated. Here's a movie that I want to comp to for uh, uh, for Otto. Last year, in February, we had a surprise hit domestically in Dog, starring Channing Tatum. And that movie opened to $14.8 million in February. Great run, very leggy run, and got to 61 million domestic. And that was mm-hmm. in last February. I think as time marches on through post pandemic, the box office circumstances only get better. Mm-hmm. And I think Otto could have a similar to better run. I think the the end range of Otto could be somewhere between dog and crawdads. Mm-hmm. You know, you take those two yeah. animals. And in between them, I think, shall fall a man Otto. called Otto. man called Otto. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, and it's funny, you know, and it's so funny. We don't talk streaming because we're not streamer boys, huh? Huh. But as much as Netflix hates theatrical, they're looking at these Otto numbers and they're being like, you know what's going to be a big hit on our service? Bigger than all the crap we churn out is when this movie drops. Yes. They're excited for auto like we all are. They're excited for theatrical movies because they know that's what's going to pay the piper at the end of the day, right? Yes. Yes. You will see in six months that when A Man Called Otto has done its great box office run, has done its great domestic box office run, then it's done its PVOD run and made a lot of moolah mm-hmm. there, and then it's done its Blu-ray run and, and you know, all that. And it's – listen – this is going to be a movie that I'm sure there's still that one blockbuster video that's open in what Texas or Alaska or the, wherever the hell that blockbuster is or or Utah I think somewhere. It's in, it, yeah, it's it's in Oregon or something. I one think. of the Dakotas. I, it might be a Dakota, but wherever that blockbuster video is, I want to call them up in a couple of months or you know whenever Otto finally gets a blockbuster, that movie is going to do gangbusters rental at that single blockbuster video location. A man called Otto is going to blow the the roof off of the rental sales at that blockbuster video. In Bend, is, Oregon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, 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 that, that location must be salivating. Yeah. Salivating to get a man called Otto in six months. Yeah. that th- This movie is going to do incredible box office and downstream business and then when it finally gets a netflix just set your watch to it it will be the number one most viewed thing the week that it drops on netflix 
and it'll beat whatever gigantic original you know 200 million dollar movie that netflix plops down on there like a like a bag of farts mm-hmm. you're gonna have a man called otto will be the thing that everyone's watch on netflix after it's had a great box office run so pat this is how good this weekend was uh-huh. is that we've gone almost 40 minutes and we haven't even talked about the number one and number two movies oh my we god we haven't can, talked can I about just, can i just what? say one more thing about otto that i forgot to point out here. Of course. One more thing about Otto, because listen, Anthony D'Alessandro did a great job on Deadline breaking stuff down. He mm-hmm. talked about the promotional campaign for Otto. And, you know, this wasn't a, a campaign where it was about uh, uh, social media dances and it wasn't about Alexis and Taco Bell collaboration, anything like that. They did some very smart things targeted at this audience. Uh, he says there was a huge AARP screening program to promote Otto. There were ads in older demo magazines like Reader's Digest. That's right. Reader's wow. Digest is still around and it is yeah. selling movie tickets. Um, and big TV spots on NFL games and Yellowstone and 1923. Yes, of so course. There go. So, Clayton, what do you think of this auto marketing campaign smart it's just like making tiktok videos and, and halftime dances and uh and things like that you market to the group that you think is most likely going to go see your movie yeah and it, it, uh, people who read aarp magazine or whatever or aarp mar- members they're not going to go to TikTok to watch right. Otto, the man called Otto, dance. They're going to, you know, go to a free screening. A free movie for them is like, that's amazing. You can go to a movie screening and not have to pay. Right. That's a huge day out. You know what right. I mean? I think and it's great when these, things, when these things work out that way. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Print ads in Reader's Digest. Yeah. Guess what? It led to box office. You got to promote these movies. You can't just drop them on streamers and expect them to make you any money. Nope, nope. You got to buy full pagers or sometimes quarter pagers in Reader's Digest magazine. Print version. Yes. Print version. People still read print. Yeah. If you will believe it. Now, can can we talk about Megan? Let's talk talk about about, Megan. Can we talk about a Mm three-day of 18.2? Mm-hmm. It's only down 40%, which would have been an in, an amazing hold in its second weekend. Oh, it would have been amazing. Right? I, I mean, Megan's three-day weekend of $18.2 million would have been a fantastic opening weekend for a movie of this size. Yeah. And this is the second weekend. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, is there a, so I mean Megan we're almost left speechless by this run but it only dropped 40%. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean usually a movie that opens as high as that did has to drop over 50%. Usually a horror film is an even bigger drop. Mm-hmm. So this hold like Puss in Boots, I mean it clearly shows people are loving this movie. The word of mouth on Megan is fantastic. Um, something that came up 
on box office, you know, the box office Twitter sphere today was our good friend Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. He mentioned House Party and how it didn't have a huge opening. And he he mentioned how this is kind of another bad sign for just the old-fashioned studio comedy. You know, mm. another studio comedy that didn't break out. But, I mean, I want to posit here, Clayton, that Megan is a studio comedy that is showing that comedy is alive and well because Megan herself is a box office comedy star. Yes. Uh, real real fast before I uh, talk to that point, mm-hmm. I mistakenly said Megan was in its third weekend. It's only in its second weekend. So down yes. 40 would be, I mean, it's great in its second weekend, obviously. It's great, yeah. So I will say, but that the thing with Megan being a comedy is true. I think... What Jeff is speaking to is that pure comedies, of course. not action comedies, not right. superhero, quote unquote, comedies like Deadpool, right. uh, those sort of, not horror comedies, those sort of comedies do not do well. And that right. holds true, right? Totally. House Party was not a horror, that, that was not a haunted house movie. Right. No, no. It's not an action movie. It's not they're not superheroes. You know, right. this isn't uh secret headquarters party, right? Right, right, right. Where right. they, you know, two two uh two guys throw a party at Superman's house or whatever, right? Right, right. right. That's that's the real thing here. Of course, Megan is a comedy. Allison Williams, underrated comedic actress. Yes, yes. I mean, listen. Megan is the new Will Ferrell. We may not have Will Ferrell type movie stars anymore where it's just you go from SNL to supporting roles in comedies to then your own comedies and you're on top of the box office for 10 years. You might not have that. You may just have someone like Megan who bypasses that whole system. Megan never had to go on the stand-up circuit, never had to do improv at the UCB theater. Megan bypassed all that. Didn't even have to be a cast member, featured player in SNL. Megan mm-hmm. went right to movies and yeah. does horror comedies. And she is our current version of a Will Ferrell or Melissa McCarthy or Kevin Hart. You know, I mean, that's look, our comedy star. And look at something like Barbarian, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a funny movie. Yes. I mean, that performance by Justin Long is, listen, the fact that it was not nominated for at least a Globe is a tragedy. Yes. Right? That's a comedy. That movie's funny. And right. people at our theater were laughing their butts off. Right, right. But if it was right. a Justin Long movie about an Airbnb where it's double booked and right. they fall in love. Right. That movie ain't making shit. Right, right. It would have to start George Clooney and Julia Roberts. For that True. to do any yes. business, but yeah, yeah and that's not a comedy where it's like you can pay the person who stars in it like less than twenty million dollars. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you're not getting Julia Roberts and George Clooney for cheap. You're just right, not right. So yeah, I mean, Megan is what comedies are now. It'll be interesting. We'll talk about it on a weekend preview episode in a few weeks. You've got eighty for Brady coming out in a few weeks. That is mm-hmm. probably as close to an old-fashioned studio comedy as it gets. You know, the only thing you're getting out of that movie is laughs. You know, 
you're you're going there for a laugh, and mm-hmm. we'll see how that does in a few weeks. But yeah, Megan, horror comedy, whatever genre you want to put it in, the genre is it's a hit. Before we talk about Avatar: The Way of Water, okay, and get into where it is domestically all time, where it is all time worldwide, because we do have to mention it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we talk the plane? The plane, the plane, the plane. Plane. We haven't even talked plane. Yeah, I mean, Gerard Butler's plane, I think this one did well. It's not a spectacular overperformer. I don't think either of us think this will become a sensation. No. But what did it make in the four-day? Because it made 10.2 in the three-day. And did it get to like 11 in the four-day? In the four-day, it made... 12. It made 12. I mean, this movie. That's higher than we thought. We both said like seven. We were very low on this. We, well, we were just didn't be- think it was promoted enough. We did, We hadn't yeah. seen it in enough places. Yeah. I mean, I guess with this movie. I mean, listen, we both saw this movie on mm-hmm. Saturday. And we're not critics, huh? We're not huh? here to pick it apart, huh? This is a movie that hangs completely on the star power of Gerard Butler. He Mm -hmm. throws this movie on his back and he flies it around for an hour and a half. And it's clear that he carried the promotion too because he's just a star at this level who people will find his movie. If he has got a movie out, even if you underpromote it, just him being in a movie is going to get a certain amount of people out to the theater. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I think that this is a win for him. Yes. I think this is showing that he continuously can put out these sorts of movies and make money. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a forgettable one. It's not a Den of Thieves. It's not a Greenland, which, I mean, obviously Greenland didn't get a great release because it was during COVID, but that movie, I think, would have done a lot better if it came out now. Yeah, that's about it. But you know what? There is something about, I think, the simplicity of Plane and the simplicity of that title that did help it this weekend. You know, this mm-hmm. a Greenland was a movie we both liked more than Plane, but it was a little bit of a thinker. To some degree. Yeah. Plane is just the ultimate in this is this is going to be fully B action. Yeah. And there was something about that simplicity that people responded to. And again, we're not trying to say this was some kind of gigantic hit and it's going to have an incredible run. It's probably going to drop pretty steadily. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you know, top out and maybe under 30 million. Maybe it doesn't even get to 30. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this opening does show that right now, Gerard Butler is, I would say a bigger star in this B movie genre, B action genre than Liam Neeson. Is that yeah, safe to say? I, I think so. But Liam Neeson just puts out so much product. I mean, he does. you know, yeah. that I think is to the detriment, uh, cause he doesn't yeah. feel special anymore. You know, the thing about Taken and some of those first films that he did, they felt so special. Now they just feel like 
Oh, there's another one. There's another one. Yeah. You know? And to be fair, and, Liam Neeson is a little older, and I think Jerry Butler could still do more action in his action movies. Liam Neeson yes. kind of has to be a guy who walks around with a gun and stands there. I mean, listen, the guy is... I'm sure it's still in fantastic shape for his age and everything. But Jordan he would Butler, he I, could whoop both of our butts for of sure. Of course, huh? Huh? But but I think Jerry Butler, yeah, he could still give you a higher quality B action movie, and he's he's definitely more mobile. Now let's talk Avatar because this movie made yeah. forty million over four days, wow. bigger than the twenty four point six million that Spider Man. No Way Home, less fun edition, mm-hmm. not more fun edition, made over MLK. Mm-hmm. Right? This thing continues to be a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Looking at, we'll talk domestic, but looking at worldwide, this thing is breathing down three Spider-Men's neck right now. Wow. Wow. It's gonna, we already said it's going to make $2 billion. It's at... One billion, it's at 1.9 billion, basically. Wow. It needs to make seven million more dollars to overtake Spider Man No Way Home. That is incredible. So it's going to do it any minute now. Like any minute, it will have passed No Way Home uh, worldwide all time. And I think it is for worldwide a slam doink that this thing is going to beat Infinity War. Wow. And. It's going to become one of the top five all-time worldwide and stand with two other Cameron movies, Avatar the original and Titanic. Wow. How Wowie, wow, wow. crazy is that going to be? It's, it's insane. It's insane, this guy's box office. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at... So right now we're talking all-time worldwide. So that's yes. domestic plus foreign. Usually mm-hmm. we only talk domestic. We're talking worldwide right now. So, you, yeah, like you said, Avatar Way of Water is at number seven on that list. It is minutes away from getting to number six and passing No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it is, what, 140 million or so away from getting past Infinity War, which it is going to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it looks like then at that point, it's only then after that, and another sixteen million after that, and it passes Force Awakens, which I think both of those are slam doings. I mean, yeah, it looks like it's going to settle in worldwide at number four all time. My call here is yeah. that on both the worldwide chart and the domestic chart, mm. it nestles next to Titanic. Wow. Because right wow. now, Avatar domestically, 572.4. Right. Titanic is at 659. Okay. So I do think that's reachable. That's, and I, do I think, think that's, that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. It could end up beating Infinity War also in the domestic realm. I'd love that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Nestle next to Black Panther. But right now, my call is that it's going to be next to Titanic, Brothers in Arms, mm-hmm. on these charts. That is a, that's a slam doink. Yes. Where it goes higher than that, that is Cameron Magic. That's Jimmy Cameron Magic. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm gonna uh, if we're talking domestic, okay, all time domestic, and we are. I'm gonna make the prediction at this point, okay, that Way of Water is gonna end up passing Infinity War. Okay, I mean, okay. To, to, to do that, it needs to make another one hundred and six million dollars domestic. Okay, one hundred and seven million dollars domestic. Another yeah. one hundred and seven million dollars from this point forward. I mean, I think it's definitely gonna do that. Mark it down. Want to be O intern Christopher? Pull the tape and set it aside on, you know, Monday, January sixteenth. I am saying, Way of Water will end up surpassing Infinity War all time domestic. I mean, it well, made, it it made it made 40, forty. It made forty, and from this time last week, it made forty seven million dollars in it in one week. So for yeah. me to say, can it make another hundred and seven million dollars? In probably it'll play another eight, ten, twelve weeks, most likely. Yes, I think that's going to happen. I mean, it's I got a month till Quantum Mania. Yeah. Right. That's that's yeah. the middle of February. It's got a whole another month left. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, think I mean, is- so I, I wouldn't be. I mean, listen. I think that's a great possibility. But if we're talking slam doings, if we're talking yes. It's gonna happen. Right. What I laid out is gonna happen. Yes, 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 for sure. It'll get at least as far as past Titanic. I agree. Um Man. I mean, listen, the only thing to say, we've been saying it every week about Way of Water, it happened again. It happened again. Yeah. Big Jim did it again. And it's gonna be hilarious in two years. When we go through the same exact cycle where everyone says, who even remembers Avatar? Mm -hmm. Cameron's bringing in another one over budget. Cameron's not going to. It's going to be the same thing again. And they're all going to say it. All the usual people are going to say the usual things. And we're just going to have to have a laugh. Yep. Now, I got to say, Pat, before Mm -hmm. we go, because we did a Mm -hmm. lot here. Oh, so much. We, we did get an email from okay. Wannabeo Boy Sean. Okay. With the title, a shout out to the birthday boy. Mm. And Sean says, hi, Pat, Clayton, and Christopher. Mm-hmm. Ha- very nice of you to throw Christopher in there. He does great yep. work behind the scenes. Never gets yep. as many shout outs as he deserves. Many months ago, I was blessed with the very rare honor of being featured on the B.O. Boys via shout-out. If possible, I'd love to return the favor and request a shout-out to my fellow one of B.O. Boy resident anime expert and special release expert candidate, Marcus. Marcus's birthday is January 16th, potentially when the Weekend Recap episode will be released. That is correct. Marcus is a good friend and even greater advocate for the theater experience. Being an expert in our local theater selection, Marcus helped me determine which PLF theater would be best for my return to cinema viewing. My only regret being that it was Avatar Way of Water and not Top Gun Maverick. I look forward to listening to the show twice a week. Thanks so much for providing such an entertaining and insightful look into the world of box office. And thank you, Marcus, for introducing me to it. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, Marcus. He is all those things. Yes. We always enjoy Marcus's 
emails. In fact, we're going to be referencing one of his emails in our preview episode coming up later this week because wow. Boots on the Ground reporting, he does anime. He does special releases. Jack of all trades. Have the happiest of all birthdays, Marcus. Happy birthday, Marcus. And I'm so glad that your birthday fell on such a joyous celebratory episode where the box office is riding high and Avatar is setting records and Puss in Boots is sick. It, it's it's You're a, a, a great wannabe, oh boy. And this was a great B.O. weekend and have a great B.O. birthday, Marcus. Just uh, yes. and, and happy birthday. While we're uh, shouting out emails, I just want to quickly, we got an email from our wannabe old boy, Danny, host of I Screen, You Scream 4, number four movies. And he just asked if we could uh, give his thoughts on Megan. So this mm-hmm. is what uh, Danny said about Megan. After witnessing the marketing of hashtag Megan's works, the film surprised me in many ways comparing to Chucky doesn't have humor, heartfelt story, and a lighter tone. Great start to my movie going 2023 year and fun to enjoy for horror doll fans. So that is from uh, Danny. Horror doll fans, they're having the time of their life right now, Megan. So thanks for that report, Danny. Um, do we, yeah. I mean, we got a shout out to one of B.O. Boy Rodis. Oh, send us an email. Our boy Rodis. Yes. Who thank you. Rodis. Said some really nice things. He's talking about Tommy mm-hmm. Hilfiger Hanks. He yeah. reads Anthony D. Alessandro D for Disney. Of course, mm-hmm. talking about Otto. He read this in deadline about the movie playing well in the heartland. And is this the key? to the left coast, rejuvenating mm-hmm. theaters. Mm-hmm. Is it about the heartland? Is it the heartland that made Maverick a phenomenal hit? Right. You know? Right. Is the coast still important? And I think I mean, we listen. did answer these questions. I think the coasts mm-hmm. are always important. Of right? course they are. We're on the coast. It's important. But the heartland is very important. This is something we'll get more into, I think, uh, you know, later, because uh, Otto's going to have this huge run. So this is something yes. we're going to be able to talk about and really extrapolate when we have a little bit more time. But it's a yes. great question. I mean, I think everybody knows where I land on this. I'm salt of the earth. I was born an earth dog, right? right. I'm a Joe Lunchpail. Right. And right. and so I do believe the Heartland needs to have more movies. Yes. You were listen, you were born in the Heartland and uh we on the coast will make sure you are buried in the Heartland. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I oh, mean, it's already be, please don't. Do it's that. already been decided, but but it that. goes to show. Return to one, from whence you came. That is your land, and they did a great job with Otto. They're very important. The Heartland is very important to the BO. So yes, Rodas. Rodas, of course, is writing in from outside of the United States. So I love that he gets the perspective here of what's going on in the states and in the states. The Heartland made Otto a hit. That is for sure. Yeah, and I gotta listen. D- 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 don't bury me there. I'm serious. I mean, it's listen. I'm serious. It's, again, these things are decided way in advance. Um, so Clayton, we did it. Obviously, we, we did love it. getting your emails. So email us at the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love 
getting your insights. We love getting your questions. We love getting birthday shout outs for 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 each other. So send us emails, the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media, specifically Twitter. Wanna be a winter and Christopher is killing it there with the clips and the excerpts and the audiograms and the video clips. Mm-hmm. So follow us there. Thank you, wanna be a winter and Christopher. We're also we're on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We're we're YouTubers, so, Pat. Just say it. Just we spit are it YouTubers. out. We're YouTubers. We are YouTubers. Now. So follow us on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, subscribe right down there. Comments and subscribe. It's there. Hit so that, bell. that bell. Smash that like button. Smash it. Don't just hit it. Don't just tap it. Sometimes if you tap it, it doesn't register. You got to really smash it. Br- br- smash it. You got a Chromebook. Just buy another Chromebook. They're like 200 bucks. Um, and then another plug I want to give out, Clayton. I want to plug myself because I am currently on another podcast as well. I co-host with Nick Turner, who is, of course, was once the biggest comedy star, box office star in America back in summer 2020 when he starred in uh, Killer Raccoons 3, uh, Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. So myself and Nick Turner, we are the hosts of the Show Me the Money, which is a award season gambling podcast. We take you through the lead up to the Academy Awards, the Golden Globes, the SAGs, and Critics' Choice, and all this kind of stuff. When we gamble on all these, and we talk about the actors and the movies, and it's all building to the Oscars in March. And Clayton, the episode that is currently available right now, in which we recap last week's Golden Globes, you're on the show. Yes, I was a former host, now frequent guest. Yes. We won't go yes. into it. Yes. Well, I mean, the thing is that being no a guest, being a guest is a great spot. It's the best and spot. It's the best spot. And so you you really you earned it. And being so the guest is being the front of the human centipede. Exactly. And I'm in the middle and Nick's in the back. But you wouldn't like it any other way. I mean, you love the middle. It's great. You just relax and you don't you turn your brain off. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like playing. You just turn your brain off. But yeah, the, uh, the show me the money. It's on whatever podcast platform you listen to us. The show me the money is also there. So go subscribe. Me, Nick, Clayton, a bunch of times, and you know, movies. So it's it's a great mm-hmm. show. It's a great show. Absolutely, we love win bets. Yep, win bets, win bets. Yep. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. W. Y N N N B E T S. Yes. And also, uh, if you have a gambling problem, there Hmm. is a phone number to call. I don't have it in front of me now. I will have it in front of me on the next episode of the show me the money. We, we do read that, uh, gambling problem hotline number every week on the show. Got to, got to, yeah, you could get it there. We don't have it here. So, Pat, I think we did it. Yes, we did it. I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except, until next time, we'll smell you at the...